You are Locked On Hawkeyes, your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Hawkeye Nation, to a Monday morning episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, your daily podcast covering your Iowa Hawkeyes on the Locked On Sports Network. As always, I am your host, Andrew Wade, and today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. And I want to start the episode off by apologizing for not dropping episodes Thursday and Friday. I fully anticipated on giving you content Thursday and Friday. Unfortunately, the move got the best of me. I was running ragged trying to get things done, and I have slept no more than five and a half hours the last seven days. So I um, wanted to make sure I got back on the, the track this week, but uh, definitely apologize for not getting you an episode Thursday and Friday. We'll have episodes every single day this week, and I appreciate you sticking around and tuning in. On today's episode, though, we're going to do our Iowa Hawkeye roundup. A lot of stuff happening across the Iowa Hawkeye athletics. Big shout out to the men's track team. We're going to talk about the pay cuts because I know it's been a hot topic. Um, I do have an opinion on it, and I just want to talk about that quickly. And then we're going to talk a little bit about the Iowa basketball schedule and whether or not we like it. So that's all coming up on the show today. So let's kick it off with the Hawkeye Roundup. First and foremost, congratulations to the men's track and field team claiming the outdoor championship. They absolutely crushed the competition. So phenomenal job to the men's track and field team. That is five Big Ten championships this year for Iowa Hawkeyes, if you are counting. Um, I did a, a Twitter post a little a few weeks ago about just how amazing Iowa Hawkeye athletics have actually been this year. And it's, it's truly been a lot of fun watching Iowa Hawkeye athletics and rooting for every single Iowa Hawkeye sport. I mean, across the board, they have just done so truly phenomenal. Um, when you look at what they have accomplished, I'll actually try to pull it up and I'll talk about it later on the show. But across the board, I think this might be arguably the best athletic program in the country right now. I, I truly think that. So um, we'll talk a little bit about that as well. In the baseball world, the Iowa Hawkeyes Rick Heller squad did not do so well. They dropped two of three against Illinois, which is not ideal. They needed to win at least two of those. Um, really struggled this week, and they have three games against Northwestern and three games against Michigan State. The next two weeks, and that's going to be huge. They need to probably win at least five of those six. Um, one of the things coming into this was you know, whether or not they were going to make the tournament. And there was pretty much is whoever finished fourth in the Big Ten was probably guaranteed to make the tournament. Well, right now, Iowa is in fifth. They have um, their two games back behind Maryland, who has won five games straight. So um, Iowa needs to have a big weekend against two worser teams in the Big Ten. And they need Maryland to struggle a little bit. Um, and to positive news, Nick Algeier, Algeier, excuse me, um, former Iowa Hawkeye pitcher for Rick Heller, has made it to the big leagues. He is going to the Toronto Blue Jays. So congratulations to him. On the golf front, the men's golf team has NCAA regionals beginning today. It'll be a three-day event. I'll keep posting how all of that goes on the football front, Parker Hesse signed with the Falcons. Uh, so uh, the former defensive end turned tight end still getting his shot, which I think is pretty awesome to see. Hopefully he can stick. I know it's a pretty big learning curve going from that defensive end spot to the tight end spot, but um, truly awesome stuff there. The fact that he's still able to get some uh, you know, some love in the NFL despite not having 
experience there is pretty cool. On the softball front, they are now 26-18 and 18 after winning three of four versus Illinois this weekend and six of the last eight, finishing fourth in the Big Ten. And honestly, right on the cusp of NCAA tournament play, I don't think they're going to get in, but the fact the softball team has struggled so much past couple of years and the fact they're even in this position I think is pretty darn cool. Um, Basketball-wise, women's basketball at least, uh, Megan Gufferson was released by the Dallas Wings and Kathleen Doyle was released by the Indiana Fever as the WNBA kicks off their season. On the men's side, Iowa basketball got a walk-on commit from Luke Lakata. We'll get some more information on him as well, but wanted to make sure I covered that. And then to quickly kind of go back and talk about just how amazing Iowa Hawkeye athletics have been this year, let me run through the list. Okay, In football, they're ranked number 16, had the Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year. Men's basketball, ranked number 8, second seed in the tournament, had the National Player of the Year and the Big Ten Player of the Year. Women's basketball, Sweet 16, Big Ten Freshman of the Year, Wrestling National Champions, National Player of the Year. Field Hockey, ranked as high as fourth, made it to the Final Four, Big Ten Player of the Year. Women's Gymnastics, ranked 19th, Big Ten Champion, NCAA Qualifier, Big Ten Freshman of the Year, Big Ten Coach of the Year. Men's Gymnastics, ranked number seven, NCAA Qualifier. Women's Tennis, Big Ten Player of the Year, Big Ten Freshman of the Year. Honestly, they're kind of close to making the tournament as well. Probably should have. And then Alexa Noel is going to actually be playing in the NCAA tournament. Soccer, NCAA qualifier, Big Ten champions. Men's track and field, ranked number 25 indoor, 21 indoor, Big Ten champions. Golf, Big Ten player of the year, Big Ten coach of the year. And they are now in the NCAA regionals. And then baseball, um, at the time I wrote the suspected NCAA qualifier. So that's six of... 22 teams had the Big Ten Player of the Year. Two of 22 teams had the National Player of the Year. That's five Big Ten championships. Um, what we're seeing right now from the Iowa Hawkeyes is unprecedented. And I think as Iowa Hawkeye fans, we need to appreciate not just the football team, not just the basketball team, but everything that the Iowa Hawkeye athletic community is doing because it has truly been amazing to see. Every time I hop on Twitter, someone new has won a national award or a Big Ten award. So um, just a phenomenal job to all the Iowa Hawkeye athletes out there. Coming up on segment two, we're going to talk about Iowa Hawkeye athletics again and, and the budget cuts and whether or not Kirk Ferentz took one and why Vanessa Miller's article was honestly complete garbage. We're going to talk about all that on segment two, uh, so stay tuned for that. Before we get to that, though, I want to tell you about BetOnline.ag because they are my source for everything I want to do from a betting perspective. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline.ag, and they have so many other sports you can bet on. MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC MMA action – They also have stuff based on the royal family, presidential elections. You can bet on boxing between, you know, two TikTok stars if you want. Whatever you want to do, they probably have it there. So before the next pitch, head over to betonline.ag on your laptop or your mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information they have. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the runs to the playoffs. Head over to the website or use your mobile device and sign up to get a free account and a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right. You get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. 
All right, y'all, we are back for segment number two of the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. I appreciate you all tuning in. And again, apologies for not dropping a show on Thursday and Friday. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk about, though, no matter what, and I know we've seen other articles out about this, but I just wanted to give my opinion because I do have an opinion on it. Vanessa Miller wrote an article that, here, literally, here's the title. No University of Iowa football coaches took pay cuts amid pandemic, including Ferentz. Um, Okay. So she claims that this is just an informative article. There is clearly an agenda here when you target the football coaches. And she buried some of the leads in the story. She forgot to mention several parts that I wanted to bring up as well. Um, She went on Leah Van's podcast and talked a little bit about it. Um, Didn't really help, I think, in my opinion. But here's my first thought. First of all, this... This article is poor journalism. Vanessa Miller uh, did a terrible job of writing this article, did a terrible job of um, – basically, she, just, she wrote clickbait. She tried to – and congratulations to her. She got a lot of people reading it. She pissed off a lot of people. But why are you trying to attack the Iowa football coaches for not taking pay cuts? Yes, Kirk said he was going to. Did he? No. Is that kind of weird? Maybe a little bit, but overall – you can't force people to take pay cuts when you ask them to volunteer to do it. Now, Fran McCaffrey did, Lisa Bluter did, Terry Brands did, Tata Tom Brands. That's fine. That's awesome. I think it's amazing that they did that. Kirk doesn't, but he did give up his bonus, or at least he was supposed to. I think he actually ended up taking that bonus, but the other football coaches passed up their bonuses worth just under $500,000. Now, the total savings from these budget cuts or from these pay cuts from all Iowa Hawkeye Athletic employees, total of $1.6 million. Let's look into how big of a difference that is. So when you talk about the Iowa football coaches giving up nearly $500,000, that's 21% of the total reduction in potential money earned coming in foregone bonuses. Iowa football does not take up 20% of the Iowa Hawkeye Athletic program in terms of teams right now, they do have more expenses so that, you know, I didn't look into that as much, but um, they are giving up quite a bit by foregoing their bonus bonuses. Now, Kirk Ferentz doesn't give up his bonus. Fine. Doesn't give up his paycheck. Fine. He has donated so much money to this, this hospital or not the hospital, but to the athletic program over $900,000 in the last 10 years, him and Mary have, you know, pledges to give even more money going forward. This guy has given up a ton of money to go or to give to the Iowa Hawkeye athletic program. Now, when you look at how much was given up, let's say $2.1 million is the total amount of money passed up by coaches um, and staff in the Iowa Hawkeye athletic program. That only equates to 3% of the total budget shortages, which initially were projected. So $75 million was initially projected. million only accounts for 3% of those total budget shortages. That doesn't even make a difference in terms of saving the sports that are not saved. I truly think Gary Barta just wanted to find an opportunity to get rid of these programs, and I think that will signal his downfall at some point with a new president coming in. But if that was the point of your article, that didn't even make sense either. These programs are not dying because Kirk Ferentz didn't take a pay cut. You don't have to make Kirk Ferentz take a pay cut. Also, and this is my final point, my biggest point I think that I need to make here is that the Iowa football team and along with the Iowa basketball team and even to an extent the women's and the wrestling team, so when you calculate all those teams, 
they are holding up the rest of all the other programs. Iowa, until this year, pandemic, was a self-sustaining program who did not need outside tax dollars. That is in large part because of the football team. So for years, the football team is holding up all of the other sports. And again, the basketball team is positive. The wrestling team, positive. But the football team is really what made that huge debt and took away most of the other expenses and losses from the other programs. And now in one year, a pandemic, you want to write about how Kirk Ferentz didn't give up his paycheck? Come on now, that's some that's some real crappy journalism. That's some crappy reporting. And that's a real crappy agenda, in my opinion, by Vanessa Miller. Um, just terrible, terrible journalism. And to not even note that as part of the facts, right? The fact that Kirk Ferentz and that Iowa football team does hold up the other programs every single year. What was your point of writing this? I think it's ridiculous that so many journalists out there, not so many journalists, that's a bad way of phrasing it, that there's people out there that have an agenda to bring Kirk Ferentz down for whatever reason. Can we not just appreciate Kirk Ferentz and what he does for the community, what he does for the program, what he's done for the university in general? They have had remarkable consistency in that program They've had some awesome highs and very few lows under Kirk Ferentz. They bring in so much money to the university, filling Kinnick every other Saturday. Yeah, they lost some money this year, but they still had a season, and they will be back next year, and I guarantee they're going to be helping Iowa get back to that self-sustaining you know, program again, mostly because they're bringing in money from the football team. So just, just a ridiculous article, in my opinion. But we're going to end the show on a positive note. On segment three, we're going to talk about the Iowa basketball schedule um, that was released. Not necessarily the the date breakdowns, but who they are getting from a home and away perspective. Some good, some bad. We're going to talk about all of that on segment three. Before we get into that, though, one of the things I had to have next to me at all times when I was busy moving my home was a Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market today. It comes in so many phenomenal flavors. They got some awesome kind of... Um, seasonal ones and limited edition ones, but even their mainstays, they have something for literally everyone. My favorite is personally mint brownie. They also have some fruity type stuff like cherry and raspberry. They got a little bit less, you know, more mild sweets like coconut, coconut almond, and then they have the the bigger sweets like double chocolate and salted caramel. There's literally a bar for everyone, and all these bars are covered in 100% chocolate. The favorite part, my favorite part about these though, is while I was moving, you know, I wanted to get something kind of delicious, but I needed something healthy, right? There's a there's a tendency to to move towards unhealthy things when you're really busy. Built Bar helps you not do that. These Built Bars are packed with health benefits. The mint brownie one that I love so much has 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. So not only are they delicious, they are healthy too. So right now, you can actually get your hands on Built Bar and get a discount by going to BuiltBar.com and using the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. I promise you, you will not regret it. These Built Bars are truly amazing, and if you are into working out or need a midday snack, go to BuiltBar.com. All right, y'all, we are back for segment three of the show, and the Iowa basketball schedule was released. And there's always some interesting things about this because when you have 13 teams you have to play in the Big Ten, that changes a little bit about 
how many teams you play, where you play the mat, and that actually creates some competitive advantages. So you get seven home and aways, you get three home games and three away games. And what I mean by that is out of the 13 teams, you play three teams once on the road, you play three teams once at home, and you play seven teams home and away. So I'm going to quickly run through that and then give you kind of the, my take on it. There are away games this year. Ohio State, Rutgers, and Wisconsin. Home games. Indiana, Michigan State, Northwestern. Home and away. Illinois, Michigan, Nebraska, Maryland, Minnesota, Penn State, Purdue. I'll be honest, I'm pretty happy with this schedule. I think this Iowa basketball team got a pretty nice draw. Let's start with the away games. That's probably the, the one of the hardest ones. You get Ohio State, a projected top 10 team, if EJ and Dwayne do return. Kyle Young is returning, so... That is going to be a tough matchup going to Ohio. Not necessarily a tough arena, but just a tough matchup in general. I think that'd be a tough matchup whether it's home and away. The fact they only have to play them once, though, is very good for this Iowa basketball team. I would project that right now as two losses, but we'll see how this Iowa basketball team gels coming into the season. But Ohio State on the road, not a bad deal. You lose that one, doesn't look that bad either, so uh, not a huge game. Rutgers on the road, um, that's really going to be dependent on if Ron Harper and Geo Baker come back. Even if they do, I think Iowa can be competitive in this game and win. And again, you get Rutgers on the road. Wisconsin, to me, is not concerning at all this year. Um, they lose a lot of pieces. And honestly, I just I don't think they're going to be able to handle Iowa's defense this year. I think Iowa is going to be a much more athletic team than Wisconsin typically is. So you look at their away schedule, and you think maybe 2-1 and one for their um, purely away games. From their home games, Indiana is a really good team, but at least you get them at Carver. Michigan State. They're getting some hype for being a very good team this year, top 25, but I'm not buying it yet. But also, this is a win for Iowa because you don't have to go to the Bresling Center. Thank God for that. And then Northwestern is not going to be good this year, so that is going to be huge. I think Iowa could go probably 2-1 and one in their home-only series with the opportunity to go 3-0, worst-case scenario, 1-2. and two. Now, going on to their home and aways, this is where it gets interesting. Let's get through the – they have some because Big Ten basketball is going to be tough again this year. But there are some pretty bad teams. Minnesota, they are probably the worst team in the Big Ten. They've lost a ton of players, a lot of transfers. This is going to be a huge year for them trying to rebuild, bringing in new guys. But a lot of the things that made them good, they're all gone. Marcus Carr, Liam Robbins, those guys are gone. And for Iowa to get two games against them will be a great opportunity to possibly get two wins. What they should get is two wins at least. Penn State, another team that's going to really stink this year. They lost a lot of their team in the transfer portal. And so when you look at this team, they are probably the second worst team in the Big Ten. And Iowa gets them twice. Nebraska, the third worst team. Now, they're going to be better in the years to come. They have some really good recruits coming in. I actually trust what Fred Hoiberg is doing there for the most part. He had a really clean house from a basketball perspective. But this team still is not very good. So you look at the fact that Iowa gets a home and away versus Nebraska, Minnesota, and Penn State. I look at that as six wins right there. Now, if you only get them one game, that's only three wins, and now you're playing tougher teams. So that's where the benefit of the schedule drop comes up. So you get Minnesota, Penn State, Nebraska, that's three wins. Now, where it gets interesting is you now have some very tough games against teams that are probably going to be ranked throughout the season. Purdue is a top-five team. Maryland is a top 10 team. Michigan is a top 25 team. And Illinois, in my opinion, despite losing Iota Sumo and Kofi Coburn, most likely Kofi, they're going to be pretty good too because Andre Corbello is a beast. And I'm, excited. I'm actually excited to watch him play this year. But Illinois is probably 
the weakest team out of the ones I just listed, and they're going to be strong as well. It's about time we got a home and away versus them, though. There is not a lot of love um, lost between this uh, Illinois team and Iowa team. These two teams do not like each other. Giving us a home and away is what the fans deserve. It's what the media deserves, um, especially if these two teams do start off strong this year. That is going to be a lot of fun watching those two teams play each other. I, I could see those two. I could see Iowa and Illinois splitting, going one and one. Now, getting Michigan, getting Purdue, and getting Maryland is tough. At least we do have a home game against them. I'm not buying into Maryland necessarily as a top 10 team, but they do have Eric Ayala and Aaron Wiggins returning, which is important, or most likely returning, which is important. Um, I think Iowa can can split those two, split that game against Maryland. Purdue is going to be very interesting, depending on a Travian Williams does return. I think he will. They also are bringing in two top 100 recruits. Purdue is a team, though, that I think could win the Big Ten Championship next year. Again, whenever you get a team at home, though, you always have that opportunity to upset them, and I think Iowa has the ability to do that, especially when you have a guy like Jordan Bohannon who can go off at any given time. I do think Iowa is going to be stronger this year than I think people are realizing, just given who they have on the defensive side of the ball, they are going to be a team that can really do some damage, um, in my opinion, if they can gel perfectly um, and if they can knock down some open shots from guys outside of Jordan Bohannon, outside of Philip Robracha. Maybe if Keegan Murray comes on with a shooting touch. I know he did it. We saw some of that last year, but I'd love to see more of it. But Purdue is going to be a tough team. Um, Michigan, they didn't, you know, they lost Isaiah Livers, but they still have Hunter Dickinson, Eli Brooks, and two top 50 recruits. Um, this is another team where I think they could probably steamroll Iowa, in my opinion. So when you look at the schedule, though, this isn't that bad. We actually got a pretty good draw. Away games, you know, I think we'll be favored against Rutgers. It'll at least be close against Rutgers, Wisconsin. We'll definitely not be favored against Ohio State. Home games, we should be favored against Northwestern and possibly Michigan State. Probably not Indiana. I think Mike Woodson's putting together quite a nice program, retaining a lot of his guys there. On the home and away front, I mean, all you can ask for is to be favored in your home games, right? And I think Iowa is honestly favored in both games against Penn State, both games against Minnesota, both games against Nebraska, their home game against Maryland, their home game against Illinois, and probably not favored against Michigan or Purdue. I'll take that. So when you look at this schedule, right, you have 14 games in that home and away. You got three games in the home. I'm projecting them to go 2-1 and one at home. I'm projecting them to go 2-1 and one on their away games. And I'm projecting them to go, let me see, you win six games there, you beat Illinois once, maybe you snack a game against Maryland, and then one against Michigan Purdue. So I'm saying nine and five. Yep. I'm going to go nine and five in their home and away. So when you add that all up, you're looking at a team that possibly could go 13 and seven in Big Ten play. That's not bad. Now, obviously, we've seen Iowa struggle in games where they shouldn't struggle and do well in games that they're not supposed to do well in. But when you're looking at it right now, I, I think it's you could honestly expect Iowa to maybe go 13-7 and seven given the schedule. And, again, there's a lot of if, and, and buts. If Joe Wieskamp returns, I think you could factor in even more wins in that. But this is a team that could be competitive, that could be competitive for a number four spot in the Big Ten tournament. But at least we'll get that by with a five or a six seed, in my opinion. I'm excited for Iowa basketball this season. We've talked a lot about it. We've done some season previews. We've talked to Patrick McCaffrey. But um, when you look at paper on this at the schedule, there's a good chance Iowa could do some damage this year in the Big Ten play, given the fact they have a nice little home and away setup that is given to them by the Big Ten. That does do it, though, for our show today. Hope you all appreciated 
the episode. Hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, we will be back tomorrow as well. And like I said, no more no more misses this week. We are going to be back every single day this week. And if you wanted to get more Locked On content, go check out the Locked On Today podcast. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast app. And again, thank you all for tuning in today. Have a fantastic Monday. Check out our check out our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you liked the episode, make sure to give us that five-star review and follow us wherever you downloaded this episode at. Again, thank you all, Hawkeye Nation, for tuning in. Have a fantastic Monday, and let's go Hawks.